Hello, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the NFL Heads Podcast. I'm Josh Shippen here with Sid Caliani, and today we are reviewing each of the week four matchups. Guys, there were some really good matchups this week. I know we said they were going to be trash last week. Some of them were, but a lot of the ones we thought were going to be bad were actually really good. So we're going to start it off with Thursday Night Football. The Bengals pulled a comeback win against the Jaguars, 124-21. This game was really exciting. It was down to the wire. There were, there were, I'd say, good performances from both quarterbacks. Um, it's promising for Trevor Lawrence, but what was the main takeaway for you for this game? Well, last week, I remember saying this game was all going to be about how many points the Bengals were going to put on the Jaguars. Because we, I thought at least it was going to be a blowout, but it definitely wasn't. This was the best game Trevor Lawrence had. Yeah. By far. First game he didn't throw an interception. I'd yeah. say it's his best yeah. game. Even though he didn't have any touchdowns, this this was a quality game from Trevor Lawrence. Um uh he had one rushing touchdown, which is nice. James Robinson did, played very well. 78 yards, two touchdowns. I I think this I think the problem was on the defense this game. Most like cuz I thought the offense is definitely was able to win them this, but th- this was on the defense. Let's be clear. Second half defense. Second half At defense. the first half, this game was 14-0 in the Jaguars' favor, not the Bengals. So one notable injury from this game is that DJ Shark is going to be out for a while. I, um, I haven't come up to speed since the injury happened, but I just know he's on injured reserve. It's going to be a long injury, and that sucks for the Jaguars. He's my one of my breakout candidates almost every year. I love this guy. I think he would be great for Trevor Lawrence. But for now, Lawrence is connecting really well with second-year player LaVisca Chenault. And um, Gardner Minshew had a really good connection with him last year, so we'll see if that continues. Hey, guess what? Another really good game from Jamar Chase. The preseason doesn't matter, everyone. <laughs> it really doesn't at all. Uh, Tyler Boyd also had a great game going over 100 yards. And you know who else was awesome? CJ Uzama, the tight end who had a nice year in 2019, kind of went quiet in 2020 after some injuries. This game, 5 for 95, two touchdowns, um, and just was really, really had some really good routes that he was running to help Joe Burrow out. And I think that was instrumental in this game. Yeah, if there's all the all the other weapons besides Jamar Chase can help Joe Burr out, this offense is going to be deadly. Definitely agreed. So, that game done. <laughs> Alright, we're moving to what was my favorite game of the week. I am wearing my Zach Wilson jersey in honor of this occasion. The Jets got their first win against the Tennessee Titans 27-24. Zach Wilson... 21 of 34, 297 yards, two touchdowns against only one pick. Hey, Zach Wilson haters, eat it! Sit down! Woo! Yeah, I'm pretty sure almost every single person who watched this game thought the Titans were going to win, myself included. I didn't think the Jets stood a chance. I, 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 I didn't see them winning this game. But, you know, they won this game. The rookie quarterbacks this week have played a lot better than the previous weeks. Yes. This is definitely yes. Zach Wilson's best game. Oh, yeah. He's not throwing more picks than touchdowns. 
I I mean, I don't know what to say. I thought Derrick Henry and this offense was going to trample over them. And this isn't just the Titans' um, defense underperforming. There were a lot of factors that made this game really good. For one, the Jets' offensive line was way better than it has been in any other week. We saw that when Zach Wilson gets better protection, he's able to throw better. And man, was he just belting off some beautiful, beautiful passes today. Yeah. One sideline pass to, I think it was either Jamison Crowder or Corey Davis towards the end of the game. That, oh my gosh, it's it's... This is why he was drafted second overall, um, and he is connecting so well with Corey Davis again. Four receptions, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Keelan Cole and Jamison Crowder went over 90 and 60 yards, respectively. Both had very good games. The one thing the Jets were not able to do was establish a good running game. Michael Carter had 13 attempts, 38 yards on 2.9 yards per carry, and I the numbers look bad, but it's worse than that. I mean, this running game could not get started. But, it, it, well, I mean, <sighs> I'm so happy Zach Wilson's doing well. I wanted to keep doing this. It, it It's exciting. I mean, yeah, he's doing really well. But the one thing I have is on that Titans offense, I don't believe Julio Jones or A.J. Brown played this game. I believe they were both injured. True. Yeah. I don't see that as an excuse for them not to play well. Like, I understand. Derrick Henry went off 33 carries, 157 yards, and a touchdown. You know, kind of average. Yeah, but, like, why why didn't they poop on the Jets? I expected them to poop on the Jets, and they didn't. Well, here's the other thing. The Titans' defense is sneaky bad. They've had a bad season. For I didn't. I don't think anyone expected them to be quite this bad, but it's not. it's not been great. I do want to point one thing out. Something really good still happened on the Titans side. My boy, my other boy, who's not Zach Wilson, Jeremy McNichols, was the leading receiver today. Eight receptions, 74 yards. And he's been really good for them in the passing game this year. Definitely. Hasn't gotten a ton of carries, but... I mean... Stan, I mean, he's going to be a good, like, theoretic, I guess. Yeah. B-level theoretic. Maybe he can be... Maybe theoretic can be a B-level Jeremy McNichols one day. We'll see. All right. Next up, the Bears beat the Lions 24-14. Pretty easy win. Good to see Justin Fields not have a horrible game. He actually went over 68 yards today, 11 for 17, 209 yards. Nice to reach triple digits. No touchdown still, but an interception and nine yards on the ground. I thought he was supposed to be a good... Dual threat. Play. Yeah. What's going on there? Uh, I mean, David Montgomery had a pretty nice game. Yeah, but he's him. injured now. Yeah. Maybe now he's going to start being more of a dual threat quarterback. But hey, he had a good game. And he wasn't getting sacked every five seconds. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a plus. That is a plus. I'm still not really excited about this Bears offense and Justin Fields especially. Um... I want to point your attention to the one team that was facing the Bears, being the Lions, and the Lions' defense. Mm. And Justin Fields couldn't throw a touchdown against him. I don't know what to say about that. (laughs) I do. Justin Fields kind of sucks right now. He's going to get better, but right now, it's it's rough. It's a second start. I'd say give him some time. We saw all the other quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence. We thought they were bust. I thought they were bust at least. And hey, look, this week they played pretty nice. So, 
It's only a matter of time before we see what Justin Fields is like. And in all fairness, I don't think the Bears want to start Justin Fields right now. I think they want to sit him more. But right now, the only other option is starting Nick Foles. That that would be horrible for them, horrible for the fans to watch. Oh my goodness. Like, I, mean, I would kind of be fine if, it's, if it was the Philadelphia Nick Foles, but I don't think this is going to be Philadelphia Nick Foles. Nick Foles is only Nick Foles if he's in an Eagles uniform. That is true. When he's not, he's like a C-level playing Gabby. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, on the other side, not a ton going on for Detroit. I mean, DeAndre Swift is one player I've kind of been disappointed by this year. He's been good in spots, but overall he hasn't really been able to lead a solid running game like I thought he would. He's been sharing a lot of carries with Jamal Williams, which I guess is good, but in my in my view, um, DeAndre Swift is the clearly superior back. But... I mean, one of them had two yards per carry, and one of them had 4.7 yards per carry, so Hmm. whatever. Maybe Jamal Williams is better. All right, moving on. The Colts and the Dolphins played. It was 27-17 in another forgettable Colts game and another forgettable Dolphins game. In your mind, what is there to remember about this forgettable game? I had no hope for the Colts this game. I, I, I told you last week. I had the Dolphins winning. I didn't see Carson Wentz doing anything, and I feel let down. I didn't understand it was no hope for the Colts. Yeah, I I don't know. Carson Wentz, after his MVP season, he just kind of regressed a lot. Well, hold on. I mean, I know he got injured all the time, but wasn't there that one season, let's say, I think it was 2019, before the season where he completely fell off the earth, where... The Eagles were in the middle of that NFC East race, and man, Carson once was elevating players like Boston Scott, um, Greg Ward, just all these totally no-name jabronis, and just elevating them to be at least average, if not above-average players. I mean, I guess so, but... I don't know. I, I still don't exactly trust Carson Wentz yet in this Colts offense. Oh, I don't either. Yeah, I have to see more. Jonathan Taylor didn't have a bad game over 100 yards and one touchdown. This I think this game proves to me that the Dolphins need Tua. I, I don't think Jacoby Brissett now can help. <clears throat> Maybe he gets them to, like... An eight, an eight, one record, possibly somewhere in that. But I think without Tua, they don't get to the playoffs. Why do you think it's going to be different with Tua? I guess would be my biggest question. Well, one, I feel like all the other players have more faith in Tua because they they've seen him develop. We we see what Jacoby Brissett has done in his past years in the Colts uniform. In his Patriots time, he's not a bad quarterback, but I'm pretty sure everybody in the Dolphins organization thinks Tua has a higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. I and agree with that. I, I I think Tua has a higher ceiling. Uh, I, I think they they had high hopes for him. He didn't look that bad in the early, uh, early weeks until he got injured. Mm. So that that's my take. I I don't know. I don't know if Jacoby Brissett is. You're going to help them a lot. 
I don't know if Jacoby Brissett has a higher ceiling than Tua. I think he definitely doesn't. But for right now, where both quarterbacks are at, Jacoby Brissett isn't really a superior option over Tua. I feel like once they develop Tua into that offense, then Tua will be the far superior quarterback. But he's not developed into that offense. They were scoring 16, 17 points consistently, which doesn't work in the NFL. So I think what they've got with Brissett right now, it's fine. Yeah. He's making the most of what he has. He's doing fine. Yeah. So this will probably continue for another four or five weeks, and then they'll get Tua back, and they'll go like nine and eight. Yeah. And maybe squeeze into a wild card spot. Maybe. That's kind of the Dolphins this year. Mm -hmm. Well, nine and eight's even a little generous. They're already one and three, but we'll see. It's the AFC East. It could be it. Anything could happen. All right. The Browns and the Vikings played. The Browns won. They won 14-7. to Kind of one of the more underwhelming developments of this game. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, again, had amazing games on the ground. Nick Chubb for 100 yards. Kareem Hunt for 69 and a touch. Also, Kareem Hunt, 17 receiving yards. Um, five receiving yards for Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb's not really a receiving back, so that's okay. On the other side, Kirk Cousins had a terrible game. You hear that, everyone? Hmm. 20 for 38, 203 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. See, this is what I'm saying. Sorry. This is what I'm saying. As soon as Kirk Cousins faces a real team, it doesn't even have to be in prime time. He crumbles. I guess that doesn't hold up too much because they face the Vikings. But I mean, the running game wasn't good. Their leading rusher had 34 yards, which is Dalvin Cook. I expected him to go off for 100-plus yards because he's that type of running back. Yeah, nothing was really clicking on this offense at all. Yeah. Um, Justin Jefferson, 84 yards this game. Adam Thielen, 46 yards. Just, nah. This offense just wasn't good. The offense was just eh today. Yeah, it was really eh. Um, the, really, the only exciting thing about this matchup was, as usual, the Browns running backs. Yeah. Which is kind of prototypical for any Browns game. Yeah. Uh, I think the weakness at receiver is starting to show a little bit. The leading receivers were Rashard Higgins and Odell Beckham. Um, and it was for 63 and 27 yards. So either Baker Mayfield needs to start using these weapons better or they need to get better weapons. Probably the latter because I think most quarterbacks, except for probably Patrick Mahomes, would struggle in this offense. But I he's... He's done well of making a little out of a lot for the last few weeks, so maybe it'll work this this week. Who yeah. knows? Okay. Moving on. Washington beat the Falcons 34-30. High-scoring game, fun game. Taylor Heineke keeps making me look like an idiot. 23 mm. out of 33, 290 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Antonio Gibson had a good game on the ground, 63 yards on 4.5 yards, a carry and a touchdown. And on the other side, Matt Ryan also had a really good game. 25 of 42, 283 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. And did you see anything about this game from either team that just really impressed you? Again, as I said, for a bunch of other games, uh, this was not expected. I do not expect both quarterbacks to play at this level, especially Matt Ryan after what we saw the past couple of weeks. I thought he was going to have the same type of game. But both offenses, they, they showed that they can. They they have potential. Both both offenses are good. This was a, a sad game for the defenses. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we know that both defenses are bad. We thought Washington was going to be good, but it's underperformed this whole season. Yeah. And the Falcons' defense is like the Vikings' kicker. It doesn't look like something that will ever get solved. Probably not. So, unless, hey, unless this new regime starts making less moves like signing Dante Fowler for $18 million over three years. Mm. That would be really, really cool if they could do that. Yeah. So, one really good – um. There was kind of a really good receiver for each game, for or for each team, rather. For Washington, it was Terry McLaurin going over 123 yards with two touchdowns. Expected. And, yeah, exactly. Terry McLaurin's amazing. But on the other side, Cordero Patterson. Remember him? 82 yards through the air, three receiving touchdowns, and 34 yards on the ground. Nice little player for Atlanta. Has been kind of that dual threat target, per se, for the whole year. So... That is looking like a great pickup, and he's working out for the Falcons very well. And in addition to the receiving, I'm starting to think that Kyle Pitts maybe wasn't the best pick. I mean, he had four receptions for 50 yards. I, I've nev- I haven't heard his name in the past two weeks. <sighs> yeah, who would have thought that drafting a tight end fourth overall would be a good idea? Hmm. Hmm. All right. We'll save that for the Josh complains about everything the Falcons have done wrong for the past five years podcast. All right. The Bills shut out another team. Be it the Texans. They shut out another team. I don't care. That's true. All right. 40 to zero Bills, Texans, Josh Allen, 242 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. Davis Mills had a horrible game. Really, really bad. 87 passing yards and four touchdowns. Oh! Or four interceptions. Apologies, apologies. (laughs) Four picks. I don't think Davis Mills is going to be throwing four touchdowns anytime soon. Probably not. Um, So, main takeaways of this game, Davis Mills is terrible. They want Tyrod Taylor back ASAP. Well, everyone wants Tyrod Taylor back. That's true. Um, there was there was like a week where I thought, hmm, maybe maybe Davis Mills is better than Justin Fields and is creeping up to where Zach Wilson no. No, no. No. That that that's not true. <laughs> Just because of that one game where he played okay and then Justin Fields and really all the other rookies were really terrible, sucked me in for just a second, but no. No. Um I mean the entire offense was just really sad. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. You know what offense wasn't sad? Man, the Bills, the Bills, man. Ooh, they were so good. Um, Josh Allen looks... People who are saying Kyler Murray's the runaway MVP, watch some Josh Allen games. I know Kyler Murray's still in front, and I can totally respect that, especially after this week's game, which we'll get into in a second. But, man, Josh Allen is playing so well after that first week one game. He's connecting well with Stephon Diggs again. Finally, seven receptions, 114 yards. Emmanuel Sanders, Dawson Knox, and Cole Beasley have all been getting playing time this year. I love, love, love this Bills team, and I think they're going to go so far. I mean, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray are both the top top MVP picks. If you say it's anyone else, you're you're wrong. Justin Herbert. Like possibly Herbert, yeah. I, I could see Justin Herbert in there. But definitely top two is Josh Allen. I don't I, I think for that it comes down to who makes the mistake first. I don't see this Bills offense and Josh Allen making a a ba- having a bad game anytime soon. Well it should be fair that they've I mean the the teams that they face are a bunch of cream puffs. 
Yeah, but, you know, unlike some other teams that we'll get into, I think they have a possibility of beating other good teams. It's okay, Sid. Uh, It's okay. uh, We'll get into that. You're okay. You have to apologize to everyone, though. I know. All right. The Giants beat the Saints. Who would have thought? So, the Saints are continuing their streak of kind of one week hot, one week cold. Um... Jameis Winston had an okay game, uh, 17 completions, 23 attempts, 226 yards, and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara finally had a good game again. He's been quiet for three weeks, but he 26 carries, 120 yards, 4.6 yards per carry. Great, great game by Alvin Kamara. Um, Saquon Barkley did okay. That's kind of the recap of Saquon Barkley's season is that he's did done okay. Daniel Jones went over 400 yards. That's pretty cool. Um, most, he he was connecting well with Kenny Galladay. But the one I'm really excited about is he's finally connecting with Kadarius Toney. Yeah, I, I was questionable about that pick. I, I went, When the Giants made the pick for Kadarius Toney, I was iffy. I was, I was suspecting something was up. I don't. I don't understand why everybody hated that pick. I liked it. I mean, I guess he was a bit under the radar, and there were quite a bit other better picks on the board. So hopefully, let's see if Kadarius Tony can prove everybody wrong. I think he can. He's got a lot of athleticism. He's got a lot of good playmaking ability, and that kind of came forward this week. Yeah, I'm excited about Kadarius Tony. Okay, um, are, do you have any other takeaways from this game at all? I mean, for Saquon, I've always. The, the past games, he's been playing really bad, and I was always really hoping it was just the Giants' offensive line. And the more and more I watch, starting to think now it's probably Saquon. Well, he's lost a, he's lost a step every year I, because of the injuries. I don't want to say that because I really, really love Saquon. But, but now it's starting to settle in that maybe, just, just maybe, it's Saquon's fault. Well... None of it. None of it is Saquon's fault. Yes, but, it, but it's, it's on. It, him. It's the problem is lies with Saquon. Yes. All right, and I obviously it's really sad, but I think that is probably the case. Mm-hmm. I think you are right. All right, moving on. The Chiefs. Hey, everyone who is doom slaying Patrick Mahomes, he's fine. You know why he's fine? Because he threw five freaking touchdowns against the Eagles. That's why. Forty-two thirty. Chiefs win. Uh, Patrick Mahomes had 278, five touchdowns, and one pick. I don't really care about one pick. If he's passing that much, he can throw one pick. Jalen Hurts also had a really good game, actually. 32 of 48, 387 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, he was their leading rusher at 47 yards. Yeah, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's who Jalen Hurts is. That's what we should be seeing. Devonta Smith had an amazing game as yeah. well. Uh, went over 100 yards and... Looks like the first-round pick that the Eagles drafted him as. But you know who went over 100 yards as well? Tyreek freaking Hill is back, guys. 11 receptions, 186 yards, three touchdowns. That's the type of game we all expect from Tyreek Hill. Just pass it to him, and he's burning everyone. Yeah, he gone. Clyde edwards Flair also had a nice game. 14 carries, 102 yards. Though, this Chiefs defense... I, I didn't expect them to give up 30 points to the Eagles. Oh. The, the, the problem, I think the people, people always 
they looked down on the Chiefs, especially in the last couple of games, and they thought it was Patrick Mahomes' fault. I don't think it's that much of Mahomes and the offense's fault as it's the defense's fault. Oh, the defense is horrible. The defense is very bad. It gets overshadowed by how good this offense is. But as people say, defense wins championships. I hate that saying so much. I don't. I really like that. And I think it's very, very true. And you can have the best offense. Because in my experience, there was this team in 2013. Could possibly be the Denver Broncos. We are not naming names here. Yeah, we are. Denver Broncos. They had the best offense in the league. But you know who ended up winning the Super Bowl? The team with the better defense. I would argue that it was the team with the better team. Because let's look at the last Super Bowl. Which team had the better offense, the Chiefs or the Bucks? Ignore the Super Bowl. Look at all the other games before that. Which 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 team had the better offense? I mean, honestly for me, if we're looking at the games before, that that's kind of hard because, you know, the Chiefs kept digging a hole and then coming back. And then... So I'd say that was an even split for me. Mm. Well, then I guess we disagree, so my point kind of falls apart. But in my view, the Chiefs are far and away the better offense, but the Buccaneers were the far and away better team. That is true. Every single aspect of that team was well put together. Their offense, honestly, I could see how you say the Chiefs had the better offense, but the Buccaneers' defense was definitely a lot better, which made them the better team. Okay, I see what you're saying, but here's the thing. The year before, the the previous Super Bowl, Chiefs and Niners. Niners have the better defense. I think we can all agree on that. Chiefs have the better offense, and I'd say the better team that year. They were able to like embarrass the 49ers. That is a good and this point. has happened before. So I don't know that it's totally... I. That's why I hate the saying defense wins championships. Well-built teams win championships. That is very true. But the Chiefs are not a well-built team because of their defense. I agree. And I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl because of it. That's why I think it's going to be the Bills. Spoiler. I can see that. I think it'll be Bills-Cardinals. And in the end, I think the Cardinals have some weaknesses that they need to address. I mean, there's a guy. He's probably like 49, 50... I don't know. His name is Tom Brady. No, the Bucks are not going to the Super Bowl again. Uh, I couldn't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us could. <laughs> Go away, Tom Brady. Get out. You're done. You've been doing this way too long. Yeah. All right. The Cowboys beat the Panthers 36-28, and Sam Darnold... Hmm... <sighs> He had two rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns. Why isn't he doing this in New York? Does New York suck that much? Probably. I mean, uh, he, he, he looked really good, but I think the Panthers this week were like the Broncos, where in the past... Mm. Mm, Keep going, but I'll, I'll say I mean, I for me, the past three weeks when they went 3-0, and the teams they faced... I don't think we're, like, the top, top teams. Maybe not undefeated, you know. But this week, both teams faced a quality top-tier team. The Panthers faced the Cowboys, and the Cowboys proved that they're a top team. Let me tell you why this game was different. The Broncos crumbled. 
We'll talk about that game more. But yes. they fell apart. The Panthers did not fall apart. It, when it was halftime, they were actually up in this game, 14-13. It took the Cowboys' offense doing its ridiculous stuff to get back in this game for them. But once they scored 20 points in that third quarter, that brought them up, and that was the decisive win over the Panthers. Even then, it wasn't over. The Panthers scored 14 points after a scoreless third quarter. They scored 14 points in the fourth quarter, kept it within one score, kind of. I mean, I could see how that's different, but I mean, your starting quarterback didn't get hit with a concussion, and your backup wasn't a douchebag. Well, yeah, obviously, that changes a lot of stuff, but... Yeah, I, I could see your point. Yeah. So that's... Other than that, there's not too much to talk about with the Panthers and the Cowboys. Cowboys have a slightly above average defense. Panthers defense is a little worse, so... Uh, Trayvon Diggs. Quality. Trayvon Diggs is Trayvon amazing. Diggs. Two picks this game. Yeah. I, he's He's been doing really well after kind of a disappointing rookie season. Yeah. All right, moving on, we got the Seahawks and the 49ers. We're going to kind of hurry it up a little bit. Seahawks and 49ers. Russell Wilson had an okay game. Or not an He had a good game, but he wasn't dragging the whole offense behind him like he usually is. And the 49ers got to see what they have in Trey Lance. And Trey Lance isn't too bad. Trey Lance is not bad for his first showing. For his first start, he's doing much better than any of the other rookies did on their first start. Any takeaways? I think that if Jimmy Garoppolo is out for quite a while with his rib injury, I don't think the 49ers have to worry that much. Trey Lance, I I think so far he might be the best quarterback out of the first-round quarterbacks. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's Zach Wilson. I'm shaking my Jets jersey at him right now. Maybe. I thoroughly disagree with you, by the maybe. way. Maybe. He he definitely could be. Like he he had one of the better performances of the rookie quarterback. I think Zach Wilson's performance was far better. Yeah. Probably, but Trey Lance is not bad. I don't think the 49ers have to worry that much unless, you know, he decides to fall off a cliff. Which is it's possible. It's possible. Because the Seahawks defense is not a good defense right now. Yeah. Um Debo Samuel had an amazing game, 156 receiving yards with two touchdowns. Um Man, this is a resilient 49ers team. Yeah. I know they're 2-2, two and two, but they should be 0-4 by all rights with all the injuries, with all the uncertainty at running back. Oh, man. Good job, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. He's continually amazing as a coach. All right, we got to speed this up. We are going to go to the Cardinals and the Rams. They had a great game, total nail-biter today, thirty or yesterday, two days ago. 37-20, the Cardinals moved to 4-0 to be the only 4-0 team in the league. Kyler Murray had 268 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, and the Rams kind of fell apart. Um, the main aspect that I think killed them was that Matthew Stafford just was not connecting with Cooper Cup in the same way. Cooper Cup's been, I think, probably the best receiver in the league for three weeks. And this definitely didn't, agree. didn't continue this, this week. Definitely didn't show. What do you think went wrong for the Rams? I mean, you look at the stats that Stafford had in this Cardinals game. It just didn't look like the type of game he had. And yeah, I understand it's the Cardinals. They're a very, very good team. Uh, but just some, something just didn't look right. I mean, yeah, you could say that it's probably the connection with Cooper Cup, with Cup having only 64 yards. 
But I don't know. Only two hundred eighty yards out of the game we've seen. That seems like a disappointment uh-huh. for Stafford, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot about him. I agree with that for sure. Um, I think Stafford does have a lot of better games ahead of him, so I'm not too worried about this. Yeah. But it's a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, they've been facing good opponents, so I'm not as worried as I probably should be, but I think the Rams will be fine. Yeah. They'll go deep in the playoffs. Probably. All right. Steelers-Packers. Packers won 27-17. Textbook game. Ben Roethlisberger looks old. Aaron Rodgers looks amazing. Uh, connected well with Randall Cobb. Is this 2016? Um, hmm. any, any, we're not going to spend too much time on this game because it's pretty textbook, but any really big takeaways? Uh, I think Mike Tomlin's record of having, I don't know how many years it was, but consecutive years of being at least 500 is in jeopardy this year. Yeah, that's not going to go well. Yeah. Big Ben, he's old. He's probably going to retire after this season. Please retire. Mm. For our sakes. Oh, no, that means they'll start Mason Rudolph. He can't do that. I mean, they have Dwayne Haskins also. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Oh, those are terrible options. I mean, who knows? He might be like Sam Darnold, and maybe Washington was the problem. Maybe Pittsburgh might be the team for him. Uh... Sam Darnold had a much higher upside than Dwayne Haskins did. Uh, yeah, that's true. Dwayne Haskins didn't even, like, make the regular team at first. He had to sit on the practice squad. You don't see Sam Darnold on the practice squad. That's true. And it's not like they're not first-round picks. They were both first-round picks. Anyway, we got to move on. Mm. Hey, Sid. Yeah? The Ravens beat the Broncos 23-7. All right, fine. <laughs> last week, if you listened <laughs> to our podcast last week, I sort of pooped on all the fans who were Broncos haters. No, no. No, no. Tell them what you, like, really did. All right. Last week, I said specifically that all those NFL fans that thought the Broncos were the worst NFL team, they were wrong. I don't think I implied this, but maybe some of you thought I was calling you clowns. I wasn't. I was not doing that. Mm. But I'd like to formally apologize. I was a bit too aggressive. I thought this was 2013 Broncos. I forgot well, that Teddy Bridgewater strong. was not Peyton Manning. Well, but in my defense, I'd like to say I had Teddy Bridgewater playing the entire game, which is why I thought they were going to win. As soon as I saw Drew Locke get on, I switched the channel. I have no trust in that boy. Yeah, he he didn't do too well. 12, 12 completions, 21 attempts, 113 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. I am unlike Sid. I like Drew Locke. I think he has a high upside, and mm-hmm. I think he's had good games. I mean, he sh- he's showing to be a one-year type of player. His rookie season was very good, and that I had really high hopes last season. Are you going to put all that happened last season on him, though? That was a lost season in many respects. I mean, yeah, I guess so, but I need to see more if I'm not going to turn the channel off when I see him play because you know not a good sign he didn't score any points and he honestly could have and I understand that the rest of the team kind of fell apart both in the rest of the offense and the defense but Teddy Bridgewater is a much much better quarterback I agree and I don't want to have another 5 and 12 season 
Like, please, I want to get to the, I want to have at least a winning record. Like, please, can we get to like eight, eight, and one? Like, oh my goodness. Seven and nine or seven and ten wouldn't even be that bad. Just please, not five and twelve. Yeah, the Bronc. I mean, I think the Broncos are going to go far. I think Drew Locke will win a few games. Uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater just has a concussion, so he, he was in concussion. Yeah, yeah, okay. Then he won't be out for too too long, so you should be fine on that front. But I mean, for the Ravens, the Ravens are good. They're a good team. Yeah, I, I the that. Ravens. Nah, they're all right. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on. The Buccaneers and the Patriots played a way closer game than was necessary. 19-17, Brady didn't throw any touchdowns. You know who was really good in this game? Leonard Fournette, 91 carry or 90 91 carries? <laughs> 91 yards um on the ground, 47 yards through the air, and the stats aren't as good as Fournette was. So Really good game by him. Mac Jones also had a great game off of 40 pass attempts. He went for 275 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Way better than he's done the whole season. Was connecting well with Jacoby Myers. Anything to say about this game? Well, I remember last week we were talking about how the Buccaneers were going to win 60-3, and we were all questioning why this was a Sunday night game. This was a much, much better game. I'd say the Patriots, honestly, could have definitely won if their leading rusher had more than four yards. Oh. I mean, how does that happen? I've never seen that happen in all my times watching the Patriots, where the leading rusher is Nelson Aguilar. He had four yards. For all the C poems we've been singing about Damian Harris, he had negative four yards today off of four attempts. I mean, yeah, they had eight carries. They only ran the ball eight times. But but still, come on. You gotta have more than four yards. Here's the thing, though. Buccaneers' rushing defense has been amazing all season. And this rushing attack has been good in spots, but not good in other spots. So it's 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 reasonable to say that they would fall apart. I mean, but I don't, that, that seems very un-Bill Belichick-like to abandon the run game. Does it? I mean, kind of, after... I expect them to have at least 10 rushing attempts. Mm. Maybe if they had more. Because eight, eight times didn't seem that bad. But Mac Jones, Mac Jones, very good. I think you're always going to be passing a lot if you're playing the Buccaneers, and I think that's what you need to do. Yeah. All right. Final game. We're here. And this game sucked. <laughs> I mean, I really much like this game. <laughs> I The Raiders, or I mean, yeah, the Raiders lost in glorious fashion to the Chargers. The Chargers were up 21-0 at halftime. Derek Carr was was throwing ducks for the first half. They tried to come back in the second half. The defense was a lot more stingy. Derek Carr was throwing some beautiful, beautiful passes. But the Chargers destroyed him in the first half. It was a bloodbath. Justin Herbert had a great game, 222 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Austin Eckler was amazing on the ground. Looks like a... Looked so so powerful in this game. Um, I I wanted the Raiders to win so bad. They were having such a good season. The Raiders are like, they're like the inverse Vikings. They can't open a game to save their lives, but they're really good in the second half. You do like talking about the Vikings a lot. I I hate the Vikings. <laughs> I do like talking about them though. That's for me. I really I'm really happy that they won because now they're not four and zero. And there's three three and one teams, which makes the Broncos loss a little less sad. And all circles back to the Broncos yeah. for you. I mean, for me, if the Chiefs don't win the division, it's the Chargers. 
one of the biggest thing that made me smile a lot was that this game was in Los Angeles, right? Mm-hmm. 75% of the fans were Raiders fans. <laughs> this proves to me that, one, there are no Chargers fans. And even when it's a home game, it's an away game. But this also tr- proves that they can win an away game. <laughs> if, we, to, if we added Twitter account, you'd be dead. I probably would be. <laughs> I mean, not trying to, you know, bring anything bad towards this Chargers team. That sounds they, like you are. I mean, I'm saying because of that, they can still win, which proves they are a very, very good team. They <sighs> they have potential to be to beat the Chiefs and be number one in in the division. I'm giving them that. Hmm. Well, to address everything that just happened, Chargers fans, I love you. But even in San Diego, man, was that fan base disappointing. Not really showing up to games. I honestly think all the Chargers fans hiding should come out of this show. And the Raiders fans are the opposite. The Raiders fans have been the loudest and most extravagant team kind of in the league. So... I, I do agree with you there, even if I think you're being a little harsh. Mm. But, man, it solidifies... This game solidifies the big three for MVP. Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Yes. We can pretty much guarantee it's going to be one of those three players. Or Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady. I thought it'd be very hard for Herbert to have a much better season than he had last year. But he's showing that he's having a much better season than last year. Mike Williams... Having a great start to the season. Um, there was a great thing that the Monday Night Football announcer said, and that was that they asked Keenan Allen who had the best hands on the team. Keenan Allen didn't say Keenan Allen. He said Mike Williams. And it kind of showed in this game. Keenan Allen had a really bad drop in this game too. Yeah. Mike Williams far outperformed him. But this shows that, especially when the running game gets going like Austin Eckler did, <sighs> this team is very, very good. Man, Eckler just had an amazing game. Like, honestly, as long as it's not the Chiefs, I'm fine. I just don't want the Chiefs to win. You would like all these other three teams to crumble into complete darkness and for the Broncos to go 17-0. Yeah, because it feels like it's been 7,000 years since we last made the playoffs. You won a Super Bowl in 2016. I know, but that just feels so long ago. Stop being an entitled fan, Sid. (laughs) Jeez, let me have that dial, please. Don't do this while I'm wearing a Jets jersey. (laughs) I know, but... I mean, the Chargers, I wouldn't be that mad if the Chargers played. Because Justin Herbert is one of my favorite players. He's playing very, very good. And I actually now expect there to be more, uh, at least 50% of the fans at SoFi Stadium to be Chargers fans. I think they start coming out of their shell and start celebrating how good their football team is. Unlike years before. I don't know about that, but... Certainly, Chargers fans have a lot to be excited about. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that's it for the week four recap. All right, thank you so much for listening. And um, if you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, most importantly, Spotify, maybe a few others, I'm not sure. But yeah, that is it. Thank you all so much for watching and see you. See ya.